0: Welcome to the TOCA Backstage Podcast. Join TOCA's Executive Director Chris Wolf in conversations with the artists and people behind the scenes of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation's performances
1: and events.
2: Hi, welcome to another edition of Toka Backstage. This is Chris Wolf, the Executive Director of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation. And I am honored and tickled pink to have Ashley Alvarado and John Cohen from KPCC, uh, who are here to talk about the upcoming Unheard LA event. How are you guys doing? Great. Awesome. I have to first ask, what is Unheard LA for those who don't know?
1: So unheard LA, uh, we describe as a community-centered storytelling project uh, intended to explore the nuance and complexity of greater Los Angeles and Southern California through the eyes, experiences, and perspectives of those that
2: call it home. Awesome. And what was the thought process behind starting this?
0: So it's something that we've been toying around with for quite a long time and and really having this drive to want to do something and not necessarily knowing the vehicle in which to do it. But as we got closer to being able to launch the project, it really became clear that we as a news organization and an organization that's been doing events for a long time, we have the ability to bring bring a stage, to bring a mic, to bring attention, but nobody has stories and experiences of Los Angeles like those who call it home. And so it was a great opportunity for us to enter those stories. And, you know, something that John and I say quite a bit is, yeah, in Los Angeles, there are untold stories, but there are so many more stories that have gone unheard by the mainstream. There was an opportunity for us to address some of that.
1: And so Unheard is a series of live shows on stage, roughly around 400-ish, 500 seats, The shows are free, they're open to the public, Uh, 10 to 12 storytellers uh, per show, and we have a host, Bruce Lemon. Some of the folks that join us for Unheard and Share Something are experienced storytellers. Uh, Many are not experienced storytellers, and some, this is the first time they've ever been on stage or done any kind of public speaking. So it really is about the authenticity of what's being shared and the substance of what's being shared, as opposed to uh, being entirely focused on storytelling as a craft.
2: Oh I was going to say some people would consider this similar to say the moth or or those type of events is it are there like certain parameters about through the they have to keep it within a certain time frame or is there a way that do you work with them to get their story down if they're if they're not familiar with how to be on stage
1: all of the above so generally we shoot for about 5ish minutes some of the folks that we work with uh, have like an idea that hasn't quite been scripted into a story form. So we do work with people to kind of help develop that idea because at the end of the day, we don't want to be editing their experience. We want to sort of provide some of the tools in order for them to share their experience, regardless of whether they've ever done this before or not. But we shoot for five minutes and we, we, we shoot for accurate, true stories. Fiction is an amazing experience in storytelling, but our particular project focuses a little bit more on nonfiction and is a little bit of an extension of our editorial brand as KPCC, which as you know, is an NPR member station, public radio affiliate and newsroom. And now we also are Southern California public radio is our Uber entity. And LAist is now also a part of that, which is a a digital news site. Uh, so KPCC and L.A.S. are sort of the main entities. Mostly for this project we focus on on nonfiction.
0: The thing that I would add to that is you know, when, we, when we talk about putting those real lived experiences in the we're inviting all different levels of experience and really focusing on those, as John said, who don't have any experience at all. And that comes with it, both the opportunity for us to have folks who have ranged from, I think our youngest participant was 12, 11 or 12. Our oldest participant has been in we have we have people who don't have the kind of delivery that you would expect from professional storytelling shows, but it's part of what we found is almost the harder we have to listen to some of the stories, and this is not, you know, this is not the main experience, but, but those are the stories that are kind of the most thrilling because they're the ones we're missing out on. You know, you we don't know our neighbors the way that we used to. What I find with unheard LA is it's sort of like just actually going into your neighbor's home and hearing their story for the first time and realizing all these rich lived experiences that are all around us. The other thing I would say is we welcome, we have probably the broadest definition of storytelling that you will ever hear. And so we've had music, we've had spoken word poetry, more traditional sort of storytelling, but we've also had magic and PowerPoints and all kinds of things that bring people in. So we're really willing and, and excited to go to experiment and to, and to find the ways in which people experience and stories in the first place and, and have that be the format through which they, they want to
1: share. And ultimately, it's born out of a desire to be a reflective, diverse, and multi-ethnic region in which we live and to do a better job providing a platform for folks of all communities, whatever that means, to share their experience or their story. And that sort of, again, connects back to KPCC and L.A.
2: Well, and I think one of the, it sounds amazing because we've tried to do some uh, storytelling kinds of events, which is one of the reasons why I think this is such a great match for KPCC and TOCA because we, we, TOCA believes in the storytelling process and keeping it, helping to try and keep it alive. And, and Unheard LA is like the perfect thing for that. For people who don't, aren't the, the typical storyteller who want to try it, we're having, I believe it's called a salon on July 18th. And that will be at the uh, Torrance Culture Arts Center in the Garden Rooms at 6.30. Can you tell me a little bit about the salon?
0: Sure. So the salons are really fun. And they were something we came up with in response to story salons are really designed in response to exactly what you're talking about. People who are saying, oh, storytelling, that's kind of exciting, but I don't know what story I would share or... I don't know if I could really, if I could do this, if I could put myself out there or I'm not a storyteller. And so what we do is for these salons, we bring back three past participants, people who shared their story as part of Unheard LA. And then we bring members of the KPCC in person team. So we have a little bit of like a mini storytelling show. There are three stripped down stories. So it's just people in the room. There may or may not be a microphone depending on the size during the stories. And then we follow up with a general group Q and A portion, and we may break into smaller groups afterward to really go in depth with some of the ideas and what people are, are wanting to know. But what's nice is it's not just getting a sort of simplified portion of Unheard LA itself, but it's getting to have your questions answered not only by the team that people, but by participants. Each participant can share, you know, what was their unique experience. What were what were they expecting going in? How did it live up to that? How did it not? What we found, and what was a little bit of a surprise, was really this community that sprung up around unheard LA. We stay in touch with the past participants. We get high school graduation announcements. We're seeing folks all over the place, and even you know even more and more in the stories that we're producing as a newsroom. So that's what it is. I can also tell you that we have announcements going on. John's computer notifications, rather, but we'll actually have one of when I mentioned that we had a storyteller who used magic to share his story. That participant's going to be at the Florence one. So is Will Choi, who founded mm-hmm. Asians AF, Janae Williams, who was in our most recent Unheard All Age show. So they have, two of them have, um, I think they were both in Cerritos, and so we were like, let's just find whoever's closest. And they happen to just have really great different stories, I think, um, people will be able to feel that connection to. Because something we found is one of the things that's kind of magical about Unheard LA is we don't t- we don't have a theme. We don't tell people who are coming to the shows very much about the shows themselves at all, save for the names of the participants. And then you come in and you just get to experience discovery with those of stories. And even though those stories may be very very specific to that individual, in that specificity, you find sort of that universal connection that we have, and so people just different coming out of them.
1: The other great thing about having a salon in July in Torrance, months before we do the show, is every Unheard LA show is unique. It's different. It's distinct. There's a different lineup of people involved. Unheard LA shows, like you only do the show once and then you become part of a sort of our, our alum network and then you get to do salons and other things. But it's also, we've discovered, it's also really important to have some, uh, you know, we want to be able to include folks from the community that we're in. Um, This isn't meant to be exclusive just to the community that we're in, uh, but we want to create as many opportunities as possible to tell some of the, the sort of local neighborhood experiences as well as sort of the broader, greater LA experiences. And this will vary show to show, community to community, based on folks that are interested in participating, who've come out, what the timing's like. So, in many ways, the salon is not only about demystifying our process, but it's also a way for us to source. And specifically sourced to the community, which we're coming back to in Tober.
0: To look at the photos from past salons. And, I mean, so Janae, who's going to be one of the storytellers at this salon, she came to a salon in Pasadena to ask questions, and so to really be able to see that cycle of people getting getting those moments of having face time with producers and past participants, and then moving into the storyteller position.
2: Now, is it if you attend the salon, are you? automatically assuming to go on to the show or is it sort of a weeding out process for you guys?
1: Well, we'll call the process a curation. The salons are really intended to demystify the process. So if there's folks out there that are like, well, Unhurt sounds cool, but I don't know if I want to submit, the salon is a great place to come ask some questions. And then we can kind of help demystify that and, and hopefully persuade you that it's a painless and rewarding process and we very much hope you share your story. Oftentimes, you know, it's, probably fair to say that not 100% of folks that submit end up participating in unheard, but 100% of the folks that submit, we do communicate with. So we get back to every single person who submits. The salon is just a way to sort of encourage folks that may be a little more reticent to not be because we'd love to, to talk to them or, or hear their experience. And we found that some are thinking about it and they come to the salon and we're able to kind of push them towards wanting to do it. But yeah, there's no guarantees. And from that process, we do invite folks in for in-person readings and conversations we used to call them auditions but that became a little intimidating so that we do call them sort of in person so where we get we get to meet you you get to meet us and, and make sure this makes sense moving forward
0: and we've had several people who have been in conversation we realized that's that's not the story it's maybe not quite aligned with the mission or where they're trying to push something to, to fit that doesn't quite fit and what we found is when they come to the salon, they're able to, to see stories firsthand and realize, you know, I don't have to, to, to write an ode to Los Angeles. I can talk about this experience that I had. And, and you know, we, when we talk about the different experiences, they really are this huge variety from, from experiencing or having family members experience a concentration camp or to be interned to checking out at a grocery store and finding community in unexpected places. Answer to doing a marathon i mean there are there are moments big and small and, and it's just it's just more about having it be more personal experience and what it reflects back to us about life in los angeles
1: well the magic of relatability so trying to take the onus off people feeling like they need to write something that's spectacular or epic or sensational and really give us a deep play-by-play of an experience in day-to-day life that maybe was uh, atypical for them and, and may be completely relatable and compelling to somebody else. At the end of the day, one of the hopes with Unheard is to be a catalyst for connection. And sometimes that relatability can happen across geographical lines, uh, various communities. And, and, and to that end, one of the things that we do at the shows, again, they're about 70-ish minutes long, no intermission. After the show, we, invite everybody to stick around, uh, or our host invites everybody to stick around afterwards for reception. Everybody's invited. It's not a VIP thing. You're all VIPs. And encourage folks to, whatever they do, don't leave with their story unheard, but to exchange and chat with other people and we've gotten a pretty good participation in that from folks that have checked out the show stick around some of the storytellers do our host definitely does and it's a lot of fun and just again trying to make la feel a little bit smaller a little less spread out and a little more connected than maybe it was when you walked into the theater
2: so let's say hypothetically somebody has a story about an experience they had growing up in i don't know Nashville, Tennessee. Do you want to hear that story or do you want specifically stories dealing with LA and Southern California?
0: One of the things that we've started saying is that LA doesn't need to be the star of your story. We just like that it can be a character somewhere in it. And so we've had, I mentioned internment camps earlier, we had a woman who told the story of her family being interned in Indonesia during World War II. And so the bulk of the story took place there but sort of the end of it was talking about how when the planes flew over from the United States, that was a moment where she realized I want to be in I want to be in America, and so it ended with the moments of her being here and, and the community that she found in in the Norwalk area. We had another woman who shared the story of um, I think she grew up in Ohio and how she dreamed of marrying Michael Jackson and and moving to Hollywood and Los Angeles and. And how she finally got a teaching job out here and she felt like she'd done it, only to realize she actually was living in San Bernardino and that wasn't quite LA. And so there are these you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be the main focus of every story. But having something there or even if it just takes place here and you're not going out of your way to make it you don't have to be like hitting people over the head with it I found is really effective is when people mention like an intersection or just something to signal to the audience that there's an LA connection.
1: And part of LA, I mean, honestly is people that aren't from here or are new to LA. So I think that is part of a quintessential LA experience. So no, it wouldn't be like this story has to be verbatim, on the nose about Los Angeles or actually taking place here, but just sort of that organizing principle of you're here now, right? So that's kind of the thought.
0: I think that when we think about the the stories or versions of stories that we end up getting a lot that aren't necessarily the perfect fit for Unheard LA is anytime somebody leaves with, it's an only an LA story, or you know, or the celebrity story. Like those are the things that, yeah, there's potential there, but we receive a lot of those, and it's really about you. Don't have to make this about somebody else. We want to hear about your, about you and your life. And one thing that John sort of touched on earlier that I and I also mentioned before about how does this compare to some other storytelling shows. The other thing I want to point out is we are in wonderful venues, and we're often in large venues. We have nice lights and great photos. But as far as the stage setup goes, we have a music stand and a microphone, and we invite and encourage the participants to read their stories because really the star of this is their story and their experience, and we're not looking for some sort of, over the top or, or perfect performance of it. We just want to give them the opportunity to connect with
1: people. Yeah, so to Ashley's point, yeah, people read off scripts. We're not looking for off book theatricalizations. We try to, again, it's sort of our effort to level that particular playing field and be consistent. And some of our higher production values aren't necessarily to elevate or improve on the substance of what's being offered, but to treat everybody with the same degree of reverence for having uh, the the openness, the wherewithal, and the willingness to share these stories. And some of these are deeply personal. Some of these experiences are, are something they've never shared with people, including family members. So we want to treat them with the amount of respect and professionalism, while at the same time, not trying to get them to you elevate them to an unnatural or uncomfortable place. And that's where the music stand, the scripts, and, and, and everything else sort of come into play.
2: Well, and and along those same lines, when we've done storytelling events, I mean, we've had somebody go up there and tell a story about, I don't remember what it was, but then he had, during his part of the presentation, he had somebody run up and sing a song as Elvis Presley. And I'm like, that's cute, but it's not the story. But then we had somebody come up who just held the mic and said, this is what happened, and and you really felt their feeling. That to me makes the storytelling so much better. It's not the theatricality; it's it's how did it touch that person, and ultimately, you know, how you connect with that experience. Because there are a lot of people out there who go through these things who often think times think, well, it's just me, but everybody has you know similar experiences that they can relate to. So, and it,
1: oftentimes it tends to be. The aspect of the story or the experience that the teller least expects to have be relatable. Like we've had some folks share some pretty horrifying, terrifying experiences with um, life altering and sometimes potentially life ending illness or, or, or situations. And so they come expecting that this is going to be the resonant aspect of their experience and only to find out that afterwards somebody comes up to them And it's the relationship they had with the brother or some other aspect of the experience and not the illness itself that I think had a very sort of powerful effect on them, like to sort of reframe how they think about this experience that they had. It becomes part of that sort of in addition to being a catalyst for connection, it's sort of part of an ongoing healing process that many people are actively dealing with and some people are unknowingly dealing with, Sort of serves that. That purpose, and, which reminds me, I sh- I would be remiss if I didn't mention that you know this project is funded heavily by the California Wellness Foundation, and they take a very, very uh, wide view of, of wellness, uh, but this project wouldn't be possible without them, and, and I do want to <laughs> mention that. Sorry to bury that
2: in the middle of uh, No, get your sponsors in, and by all means, we do it all the time. <laughs>
0: there, there are two things that come to mind real quickly with that. One is understanding that there is definitely a therapeutic element to this, but but we found that we need to remind participants that it can be therapeutic without being therapy. And so that's always as people come in and sometimes they're very much in the in they're very much in process of coming to grips with the experience. And so we have to be responsible as we approach that. At the same time, I'm reminded of something that one of our season one participants, Aiden Kathleen, shared with us. And she at a salon was sure. talking yeah, first show she was speaking with some of um, some people who were considering participating and they said, you know, what was this like for you? How did, you know, did you feel supported? And in that moment she said, you know, I've never thought of it before, but it really was, it felt like I was welcomed into a hug that, that is has kept going. And it was just this really nice moment for her because, and the moment for me and the others in our, in our group, because it is, you know, we, there are so many times and we hear it all the time in public media and other organizations and other fields about building community. And I think so often we might be catalyzing connections within community, but, but are we really building it? And what we've found with Unheard LA is it really feels like we're just sort of assembling this family show by show. And, and, and there are people who come in and we just find ways to stay in touch And it's been unbelievably, I mean, just selfishly speaking, I think John and I can tell you it's been unbelievably rewarding for us.
2: That's awesome. So I'm just going to, because we're running out of time, but I just want to remind people it's, the salon is July 18th, which is just days away at 630. Do they need to sign up or can they just show up?
1: We would love it if they RSVP, but they can, of course, just show up.
2: And to RSVP, they would- How many treats to order. (laughs) <laughs> to rsvp they would go where
0: kpcc.org slash unheard la
2: okay and then the performance is sunday october 13th 2019 at five thirty at the armstrong theater and to get tickets they can also go to
1: kpcc.org slash unheard la uh, we do strongly encourage folks to rsvp for the shows
2: yeah yes please so that way people we know how many people are coming and and is there, an? I think you mentioned there's no age limit?
1: Correct. At this point, we haven't slated the show. I think for the most part, Unheard can be technically appropriate for all ages, although some of the, the themes may be over the heads of the We Little Ones. Uh, if you have any questions about that, you can reach out to us. Our our, our uh, event contact information is actually on the event page at kpcc.org slash Unheard LA.
2: Okay. Any last thing? Any Anything you want to leave people with, like suggestions, comments, encouragement?
1: Please come if you're thinking about submitting a a story. You don't have to come to the salon to do that, but you are more than welcome to. But we'd love for you to share your stories, and we would love to see you uh, at the Armstrong Theater in October.
0: And just do know that we read each and every story that comes our way, and you you will receive a response acknowledging that from a member of our team.
2: And just real quickly, have either of you or both of you participated?
0: I have. I shared the story of my great-grandparents' home in Whittier. and It it was a wonderful moment, especially because that day I ended up being contacted on Facebook by the family that now lives in my great-grandparents' house
1: that they
2: built. Uh.
1: I have not. uh, I sort of stay in uh, with the director's hat on. But I will say that we were part of the show is you try to include a segment or a piece that specifically addresses the community or the history. And so Ashley was sort of able to bring a little bit of the the history and sort of a love letter to... Uh, this was uh, in Whittier, actually. Uh, it was our first ever Unheard LA show. And so it was, a, it was an important and emotional and meaningful part of that show. And we've sort of played around and experimented with what exactly that segment is or that piece is in each and every show. And it's interesting in sort of the true spirit of Unheard, we're completely willing and open to innovate and change and adapt based on the, the reality that, that we sort of interact with on an ongoing basis. Uh, so we really aren't trying to match an exact template over and over again. There's certain consistencies and constant when it comes to the sort of technical production aesthetic, because we do want that to remain consistent as far as the reverence. But a lot of our uh, uh, approach otherwise, we really try to be open. Um, and that comes out of a desire to be as inclusive as possible and meeting folks and hearing from people for the first time and learning from them as we go, which I think is basically what the project is and a way to not just go out, hear this and continue on business as usual, but to to learn and change as a result of having interacted or met.
0: I think go is an important word to underscore there too, because he's been a wonderful way for us to be in parts of Southern California. We don't get to spend that much time in, or may have never held an event in before. So Whittier was really great in that, you know, we had people that were lining up just to thank us for coming to Whittier and you know, how, the more we're able to be in places, and, and we do understand that it's become a little bit more challenging finding theaters that, and venues that can accommodate all the people we're bringing. But getting to be in different places and to meet people where they are has been a real joy with this project.
2: Awesome! I'm really looking forward to it. So, again, just to remind people: July 18th, 6:30 for the salon in the garden rooms at the Cultural Arts Center, and the performance is October 13th at 5:30 at the Armstrong Theater. John and Ashley, thank you so much for taking the time. I can see by the, the calendar on your wall that you guys are extraordinarily busy. Um, <laughs> but uh, thanks again for taking the time, and we look forward to seeing you soon.
1: Thank
0: you yeah. so much.